two of our healing series. And uh, I'm going to share, I'm not going to share too long because of time, obviously. But in the next four weeks to eight weeks, I want to teach into this. And uh, I want to really help lay a foundation which we'll be building on in the years to come. We have taught this in the past many, many years ago. Uh, but uh, I feel that we need to teach it again. So I want you to really be prayerful, uh, but also really go and research what I am going to be sharing from the scriptures. There are many things on the internet. Some of it are good and some of it are absolute poison uh, when it comes to healing. So what I would encourage you to do is to research from the scriptures what I am going to share with you. And if you look at any book or any message, make sure that you are looking at it from the scriptures. Two portions of scripture that we're going to keep returning to throughout this teaching. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So these two scriptures we're going to be returning to throughout our teachings on divine healing. So we define divine healing as the supernatural restoration of a person's spirit, soul, or body to the state that God originally intended or to a state better than what it previously was. I will repeat it. Divine healing is the supernatural restoration of a person's spirit, soul, or body to the state that God originally intended or to a state better than what it previously was. It includes curing sicknesses, diseases, or infirmities, weaknesses, by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, physical wholeness, emotional and mental wholeness. It involves the ministry of deliverance from demonic oppression and demonic possession. And it also includes creative healing miracles. For instance, a person's body part is supernaturally grown back to what it was. Now, I'll be honest with you, in my ministry, I have never seen a creative miracle take place in my ministry. But I have friends who have. I've seen healing take place, but I've never seen in my ministry a creative miracle. I have seen somebody's legs grow in front of me as the person prayed for them, immediately growing in front of me, which was many years ago in Wales, and it was amazing. And I was absolutely stunned that it could happen like that. But in my own ministry, to date, it will happen, we are believing, but it has not happened so far. 
Yeah, so I'm not going to make up a story and uh, lie to you. At least I haven't seen it happen. So, Now, to appreciate the scope of divine healing, it is important to fully understand what sickness, disease, and infirmity relate to. Because as believers, and especially these days, we have allowed ourselves to see certain conditions as purely natural and not realize there are spiritual dimensions to them. So for instance, you find that there was a woman who was bound like this for 18 years. It was a physical condition. For 18 years, she walked about stooped. So there would, uh, medical doctors would have diagnosed the physicality of it, the physiology of it. But our Lord Jesus commanded the spirit that had create, caused that to leave her and her back straightened. So what we see there is this, that the enemy is able to manipulate our physical being, our emotional being, and even our spirits in such a way that it appears natural and it will appear like a natural dysfunction, but at its root, there are spiritual forces behind it. Beloved, the spiritual is more powerful than the physical. And so there are things that happen to us that are physical and they are physical. But there are things that happen to us that appear physical, but there is a spiritual dynamic behind it. So when we talk about sicknesses, we are talking about ill health, a disorder, a weakened state, or an unsound condition, which, or a specific disease. Of course, diseases is also the condition that impairs normal functioning. And uh, infirmity is defined as the quality or a state of weakness and deterioration. So all of these things I think we can identify with in some way. And divine healing addresses the impact of sicknesses, of diseases, and infirmity to produce an effect better than what it previously was. It is clear from scripture that God's heart and God's nature is that he wants to make his people whole. God's heart and God's nature is that he wants to make his people whole to the extent that one of his names is Yahweh Rapha, or the Lord who heals. Exodus 15 verse 26, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. That word heals means I am the Lord who cures you or who mends you or causes you to be completely whole. So therefore, as a child of God, if we are experiencing certain diseases and sicknesses, it is not because God gave it to us. It is not because God has given it to us. Now, there is a dimension, and this is very controversial what I'm about to say. There is a dimension in the judgments of God 
both in the Old and in the New Testament, where as a judgment, he releases sickness on individuals. For instance, Herod the king, one day he gave an oration. After he spoke, the people said, man, this is the voice of a God, not of man. And immediately the scripture says, this is in the New Testament, by the way. This was an Old Testament. Immediately the scripture says, the angel of the Lord struck him dead. And he died. He died. Why? Because he didn't give glory to God. So in the New Testament, we even see that God can execute judgment in such a way that he produces death. But on his people, on his people, it is not his heart to do so on his people. It's not his heart to do so on his people. Although it has even happened to his people. Ananias and Sapphira in a revival were killed. So I'm just pointing that out because we, we, have, we like to have a, a lopsided view of God. But that's another story. However, God has made provision for healing in the new covenant. Healing is among the many benefits we receive from the Lord because of what Jesus has done for us. Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. In fact, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I've, I've quoted verse 1. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. For who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Five, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, God forgives all our iniquities. And God heals all our diseases. Say all. It's one of his benefits. That word benefit in the Hebrew means treatment or an act of good will or service, or blessing, or something that is given as a reward. There are things that God has for us as his people that belong to us, and one of them is healing. The ministry of healing is central throughout the Old and the New Testament as part of what God has provided for his people. For instance, one of the things I've noticed is this, is that often, because of what we are going through, what we have gone through, it is difficult to embrace simple truths like this. All of us, by virtue of life, have experienced sicknesses before. And most of us, if not all of us, may have even had prayers and not seen healing. How many of you have seen that happen to you before? It happens, it happens. But it doesn't change the truth. Even in the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17, this is what God says, for I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. God, even under the Old Covenant, promises health and healing. Now, what are some of these benefits of healing? What are some of these benefits? First thing I want to point out is this. Healing is provided in the same manner as forgiveness. We've already read it. Psalm 103, 
verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Healing is provided the same way as forgiveness of sins. And again, beloved, this is under the old covenant. This is a new covenant even. Under the old covenant, he forgives all iniquities and heals all diseases. Secondly, healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. In other words, healing belongs to the children of God. Last week we looked at the Syrophoenician woman. In Matthew 15, 26 to 28, when she was asking for healing for her daughter, what did our Lord say? It is not good to take the children's bread, in reference to healing, and throw it to the little dogs. Look at her response. Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. What I want to point out to you is, the little crumb healed her daughter. So if the little crumb could heal her daughter who was demonized, how much more the bread for the children? One of the things that I know that the enemy has done to all of us has robbed us and allowed us to be robbed of the things that belong to us in the kingdom. And one of them includes healing. Does it mean that men of God don't fall sick? Men of God fall sick. I have fallen sick many times. Does it mean that people do not die of sickness? Elisha, the great prophet, was sick to death. I don't mean he was sick to death of people. He was sick dying. And he was still an anointed man. So it happens. I'm not going to try and tell you it doesn't happen. But it doesn't change the truth. Can you say amen? Third point. Healing is provided through the cross. Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs. That word griefs is our sicknesses. In the Hebrew is koli, which is C-H-O. C-H-O-L-I-Y. And it speaks of anxiety, calamity, disease, sicknesses, griefs. Now, it's translated grief by most people, but actually it's malady. It's literally sicknesses. Surely he has borne our griefs or sicknesses and carried our sorrows. That word sorrow is our pain, our afflictions. That's our Lord Jesus. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for, or crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement or the punishment that brought us peace for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. It's the same Hebrew word, Rapha which is we are mended, we are cured by his stripes. We are cured. We are healed. We are restored. Now, when we are approaching divine healing, we must always look at it through the lens of our Lord Jesus because he is the pattern for everything. So whatever he did, whatever he pursued, is what we must pursue. Can you say Amen. Now, a large portion of our Lord's ministry involved the ministry of healing. A large portion. 
he ministered healing and he expects us as his followers to do the same. In fact, so much so that in the Great Commission, one of the things that demonstrates that we are believers is that believers will lay hands on the sick and they will be recovered. A sign of a believer is that a believer has a healing anointing through the laying on of hands. Through this teaching, we are going to show you how to operate in your believer's healing anointing. Amen. So let's look at some of the examples of our Lord's healing ministry. Matthew chapter 4, 23 and 24. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. 24, then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought, him to, brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them. Matthew chapter 12, verse 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there. And great multitudes followed him. And he healed them all. Say he healed them all. There's coming a day when the multitudes will be healed. I said there's coming a day when the multitudes will be healed. Every one of them will be healed. There was one meeting, only one meeting I can remember where this has happened before. Where every person who was prayed for was healed immediately. I was stunned. Actually, in that meeting, yeah, one person had a broken leg and they were healed immediately. Yeah, that, so that is a creative something. Hallelujah. I can tick that box now. I just remembered. Matthew 9.35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Say every sickness. Every disease. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Every sickness, every disease. I am believing for that. Listen, this prayer move that is happening in our church, we want nothing less than the best. We want nothing less than proper power manifestations. I'm telling the Lord, we are not, I'm not going to be satisfied with a big church. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not interested in that. I want a big church for sure. But there must be attestations of supernatural miracles. It cannot be denied. Hallelujah. There must be. No, we haven't seen it like that at all. But we're going to pray and 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 pray until it happens. Hallelujah. We're going to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. I'm telling you. I was sitting there just laughing to myself, you know, when I saw how empty the place was. And I said, listen, we're going to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. We're going to pray and pray and pray and pray and the heavens is going to open. Angels will start ascending with sicknesses and descending with healing. Ascending with sickness, descending with healing. Yeah. Pray and pray and pray. You know, yesterday when we were doing the prophetic thing, afterwards as I was, how many of you were blessed yesterday? That prophetic thing was powerful, wasn't it? But you know what I felt in my spirit? I felt the Lord say to me in my spirit, you see how your church is, is, is easy now to teach in the prophetic and activate it. And we're going to go a lot further than that. That's what you now have to aim for, for the healing. Yes. 
Because I remember when in, the, in our church, prophetic was very weak. So that's what you have to aim for, for the healing. The same way it's easy for you to teach people how to hear from God and how to activate their spirit and how to flow. And it's becoming normal. I mean, that thing didn't even take anything out of me. I'm being honest. That is what we are going for in healing. And actually healing is the children's bread. And healing can be given to, um, can be given to those who are not part of the, the covenant. But prophecy really is only believers that can operate prophecy. So healing is the easiest of gifts. Yeah. Heal them all. Luke 40. I just want to show you Jesus. Luke 4.40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases were brought to him. I've kind of read that a bit wrong. Let me read again. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought to, were brought to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. One of the things about healing I want to touch on now is this, just briefly. There are different ways in which God heals. So at times you speak a word, and we'll teach more into this. Other times you will lay hands. Other times people will touch you and they'll be healed. Other times just your presence will bring healing. There are different ways. Sometimes angels are released and they will bring healing. Sometimes the gifts of healings will be released and people will be healed. Just like that. We've seen that happen. Sometimes a word will be declared and people will be healed. We've seen that happen. I remember a few years back, I was preaching. I was preaching on faith. And there was a man who was seriously ill. And they were not in the service. But as they were passing the service, they heard some noise from some guy. So they were taking this guy to the hospital because he couldn't walk. So they thought, let's just pass through. So they were at the back and they were hearing me speak on faith. And as they were hearing me speak on faith, some of the people, as they were hearing the faith, they got charged. So they got around the guy and began to pray with him. And the guy said, he said to himself, if what this man is saying is true, then I shouldn't be lying here. And by the power of the word of God, he got up and was completely healed. Now, I had nothing to do with it. I mean, I wish he had come and then I could have just, you know, done my thing in the, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Then I could have ticked it. But it's nothing to do with me. There is power in the word. That's what I'm trying to say. There is healing power in the word. So there's all kinds of ways in which God heals. Hallelujah. Jesus, in this part, he laid hands on them. And he healed them all. You will lay hands on someone and heal them. I said you will lay hands on someone and heal them. We are just laying foundation. The next three weeks, I'm just going to lay some foundations upon which we will build. Luke chapter 16, verses 17 to 19. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. And a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. See, another way, at times, the messenger is carrying power. You don't know what you carry. God lives on the inside of you when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, you shall receive power. 
when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that word power in the Greek is dunamis, which is miraculous power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Miracle power. So as the Lord was ministering, power began to emanate from him and as people touched him, they were healed. Some of you will see that. I said some of you will see that. Why? Because we were made for signs and wonders. I said we were made for signs and wonders. Say to your neighbor, you were made for signs and wonders. Healing is for today. Healing is for today. Not yesterday. Not in only the days of old in the first century. Throughout church history, when revivals have broken out, one of the things that people have seen is supernatural healings. I want nothing less than proper, pure revival. I don't want suggestive revivals where people are healed in the service and when they leave, the thing returns. No, 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 no. We want proper revival. Are you still here? Say healing is for today. All right, so what is the purpose of healing? Just quickly, we'll go through this and then we'll conclude. One, it is to bring glory to God. Always. Everything we do, everything we are about, it is to bring glory to God. Not to the minister, not to the church, but to God. I'll just quickly go through this because of time. Two, it is to destroy the works of the devil. Sicknesses, diseases, infirmities are all manifestations of Satan's work. They are all expressions of Satan's work. Now, God may use the enemy to judge people, but sicknesses and diseases of all kinds is the devil's work. The other day I was talking to somebody, and uh, we're talking about what is inherited. And I was telling them about the fact that two of my nephews have a certain condition. And I said to that person, that condition that my nephews have is not a gift from God. It's a work of the devil. That's what it is. It, and actually, I didn't even say it's a work of the devil. I said it is a consequence of the fall. When we look at why people fall sick, we'll touch on that more. But Satan takes advantage of the sin nature and produces sicknesses and diseases in the innocent. Three, why was the purpose of healing? To contribute towards the process of wholeness in an individual. Now all the scriptures are given to you for your study, so I won't go into that. But there's a difference between being healed and being whole. The woman with the issue of blood in Luke chapter eight, she had 12 years of bleeding. She was healed when she touched Jesus. But she wasn't whole. Why? Because although she was healed, she still had the stigma of being unclean. It was when the Lord said, daughter, your faith has made you whole, that's when she was completely restored. So healing contributes towards wholeness, but it's not the whole answer. The, the whole answer comes when salvation comes. That's why when we minister healing to people who do not know the Lord, we must seek to lead them to Christ. In fact, I'm very reluctant to pray for people to be healed do not, who do not know the Lord until I've led them to Christ. Because to minister healing to the unsaved is not difficult. 
I've seen the unsaved get healed. I've seen them have conditions. They are healed when we prayed, and then they said it was accident. Oh, it was one of those things. One of what things? One of what things? The thing, I remember one lady, she had this cyst on her eye. It'd been there for quite a while, giving her problems. I said, would you like me to pray for you? She said, go on. Then I said, be healed in Jesus' name. As she walked away, I don't know if you remember, Mitzi. As she walked away, the thing went. And she said, it's one of those things. It wasn't one of those things. It was the power of God. Nonsense. What's the purpose of healing? To alleviate physical suffering. Sickness is bad. I said sickness is bad. It causes pain. It makes you uncomfortable. It's not a nice thing. When you are healed, it's better. You know, even when people are dying, even when God tells me this person is going to die, I still pray for them to be healed. Now, most of the time they're not healed, to be honest, but I still pray for them to be healed. Why? Because I'd like to die without pain. So I'd like somebody else, if they have to die, they die without pain. How many of you want to die with pain? You're dying and there's pain. No, I like to just die quietly without pain. Amen. The way you're looking at me, you, 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 want, you, you think you're not going to die one day. All of us will die one day. Unless Jesus returns and he ain't returning for a while. I know that this is not popular. But anyway, so to alleviate physical suffering. Number five and then we'll stop. Why, what's the purpose of healing? To cleanse the soul. To cleanse the soul from guilt, from bad habits, from bad thoughts. So at times when we're healed, it gives us the opportunity to make the right decision. Listen, if you are suffering from something, and if I take a bit of crack, it's going to make me forget my pain. And then you come and say, listen, just trust in Jesus. Don't worry. Don't take the crack. Just trust in Jesus. It's nice, but the crack is helping me. The crack is helping me. So you tell me just trust in Jesus. I, I, I need some, the pain is painful. But when I take the crack, I forget the pain. So unless you can bring something to take away the pain, don't be telling me leave the crack. You talk, talk, talk. Don't be telling me that. You say, hey, pastor, what are you saying? It's very easy to give people solutions when you're not going through what they're going through. You know, when a person's child is hungry, and they have to sell their body to feed their child. You don't know what that is like. Oh, prostitution. Ooh. Pastor, are you saying it's good to prostitute? Don't be stupid. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it's very easy to say, don't do this prostitution. You, are you going to give them money to feed their child? So, so I'm just saying, it's very easy to give solutions when you don't know what people are going through. And that's why as a people of God, we have to press in for nothing else but the Real power of God. Real power. Amen. Real power. In the month of May, June, we're going to begin to see some things as a church. But I want to encourage you, as we begin this teaching, pay attention to the notes. Study them. Pray into it. As we're praying as a church, we're praying consistent. Those of you who are leading in prayer, I want to encourage you. To, for us as a church to keep praying for healing, the healing power to be released, our children to be healed, signs and wonders to follow because this is what God wants for his people. Can you say amen? amen. Let us bow our heads and pray. We're going to carry on teaching into this, so I don't want to rush into it. I know it will be easy to, to just try and just um, do A or B or C, but I just feel like we should take our time. But I want to pray into something. 
I want to ask the Lord to begin to minister healing. So if you need healing in your body, why don't you stand where you are? Or if you have someone who needs healing, why don't you stand? And we're just going to begin to exercise our faith. And we're going to keep doing this until we start to see manifestations. And then when you experience supernatural healing, and we have in the open pulpit, part of it, come and share your testimony. Come and share your testimony. Amen. So lift your hands where you are. And uh, just begin to ask God for the children's bread. Tell him, Lord, your word says healing belongs to the children. I receive my healing. Healing belongs to children. Thank you for my healing. Just begin to reach out to the Lord right now. Now for some of you, because of unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody is blocking your healing. We'll touch on that. Why people are not healed. For some of you, because of a wrong relationship in your life, is hindering your healing. To some of you, because of the way you behave towards your spouse, it's hindering your healing. So sometimes you need to just correct some things. Lift your hands to the Lord. And those of you on the internet, as you are listening, reach out to the Lord as well. He's there with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the gifts of healings be released on behalf of these that are standing. We speak healing. We speak deliverance. We speak life into your bodies. We command spirits of infirmity to leave your bodies, to leave these bodies, to leave these bodies, to leave these bodies, to leave these bodies, leave these bodies in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare supernatural healing in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may take your seats. Thank you. And uh, in fact, you know what? I know time is gone, but I want us to take communion. So I want to pray over the communion.